Hello, fellow humans of Earth. My name is Dave. Welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast, Geek Out Edition. Joining me tonight as a co-host, but still equal, we're all equals here, is Jenny. Hi, I'm back. I'm here. How Hello. Are, how are you, Jenny? I'm good. A little bit of a cough, but I'm good. I'm- yeah, this might be an annoying listen for some people. I'm going to be sniffing a lot because I got a runny nose-ish. And then Jenny's coughing. I've also got a cough. So we're both getting over the cold. And and uh, so ho- hopefully we don't get you too annoyed by our talking and flummy voice and coughing. And things. And the, season, the season change is caught up with all of us. I usually get my flu shot before now and I missed out and got sick. So that's my fault. Well, it's all my fault. You, I hope you guys get don't over. get me sick. Hey, you're not allowed to talk uh, yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also joining us from the Just Two Pals podcast, pal number one, Johnny. Hi. It's okay to talk now, right? <laughs> Certainly is, sir. Because you've introduced me. I have removed you from your, uh, soundproof cage. And you, you can now, oh. you can now speak to the rest of us. Excellent. <laughs> Quick question. You said Jenny was an equal co-host. You, even though she's a woman, you're saying that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Right. This is my world. I thought this was Trump's America. <laughs> no. But, no. Uh, we we operate outside his his legislation or his, oh, okay. his jurisdiction. <laughs> oh Jenny, man, Jenny, that was a joke. Oh, you're on my shit list now. Are she'll, we friends enough that I can joke like that with you or no? She'll come at you, <laughs> friend or no friend. Oh, oh, no, you I, can't come after me. That'd, that'd, that'd be horrible. That beautiful thing of sarcasm, I I, I understand it now and again. It, I'm a little slow sometimes, but I understand it now and again. Oh, I think what, man, you have, right. yeah, what you have to understand about when you listen to the Pals podcast or when, when either of them are on here, they speak in only sarcasm. I don't <laughs> think that's true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I didn't think I asked, but uh, yet, Johnny, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm great, buddy. I'm not sick, so uh, that's nice. Yeah, I hope it stays away from you. I don't I don't wish this upon anyone. Yeah, I hope it doesn't travel over the Skype airwaves and attack me. <laughs> it might. I'm breathing. I'm breathing right into this microphone. Oof! For all you ladies out there, no. Whoa. Whoa. All right. So we're going to briefly do the news like we usually do. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that part. I, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. uh, we're always open to opinions and stuff. So hit us up on Twitter. If you don't like us doing news every week, if you'd rather we do other stuff, we can do that as well. But uh, I apologize to Jenny. We're briefly going to talk a little bit of the CWDC stuff. And I know you don't watch any of that stuff right now. So this might be boring. Right. I, we can breeze I, through it quickly. It's just me. A little boring, but if you guys add, I'm going to speak as our listeners. When you guys talk about it, you don't have to explain everything, but sometimes when it's like a critical thing of like, it was so out of character, like explain why it's out of character, because well, then I can follow around a little bit more. So. You'll have to, you'll oh, have to cue, okay. us, cue us in at those points. We might gloss over it, so let us know. Just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, your job is is selling me on these shows oh this will be this will be easy with this week's topic all right let's do this i'm ready before we start though you know what i'm sick of i'm 
I'm tired of people blaming millennials for the problems of the world, oh, right? Just... I mean, who raised them? <laughs> right. Hey, I think I posted on Facebook that same Am sentence. I, right, Dave? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, wow, you're just... I don't think that's true. I don't think I'm staring at it right now on your speed. <laughs> I forgot I posted that nearly like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> One hour ago. One hour. Yeah, see, time has no meaning to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I read something in two separate places about millennials. I'm like, I'm tired of this crap. Just shut up. Amen. I agree. You can't, it's, it's the same thing when baby boomers are blaming Gen Xers or whatever, like the generation before. I say we just gang up and we just only blame the baby boomers. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Greatest generation. I feel like we blame the only group that has ever been responsible for all the problems of the world. And that's white people. <laughs> white men, white men. Yeah, white privileged <laughs> men. Right, right. All right, that's all the political talk you get from us this week. We're done. I promise. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gearing up. We're a, 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 a week and a half, I'd say. When you're done digesting all your Thanksgiving food, that Monday after Thanksgiving, we begin begin our giant invasion crossover of all four CWDC shows. Now, it's been said that the Supergirl episode is just at the very end of the you know, that starts the crossover, and of course she'll be leaving her Earth because she's on a separate, uh, separate. What do you want to call it? Earth, I guess. She's in a different universe than the the rest of of the the shows. So yeah, she's going she's part of the multiverse, right? She's going to be brought over to the regular Earth Prime, I guess we're going to call it. Um, she's going to come over here to help Team Arrow, Team Flash, and Team Legends of Tomorrow is what I'm kind of getting from all of this because her whole episode is dealing with something completely different. And then at the end, yeah, I think we're going to see Barry and Cisco. Yeah, I read that too. They'll probably show up right at the end and say, hey, we need your help. And then that'll probably be the end of the episode. Right, and then right. Kara- the Flash opens up probably with... Um, I would assume that they either open with Barry and Cisco returning, or we get an introduction as to what the threat is, and then maybe halfway through, Barry and Cisco go pick up Supergirl. Well, I've got all the episode summaries, or you know, the little synopsis that you get, like from TV Guide. So I'll read those in oh, a se- okay. Yeah, I'll read those in a second. But I am caught up, aside from Legends tonight, on this on all of CW stuff. So, I, I, are you as well? I am not caught up on Arrow, okay. um, and I did not watch tonight's Legends, but I am caught up on Supergirl, Flash, and Legends. Do you mind Arrow spoilers? I don't mind Arrow spoilers. Are you even watching it right now, or I didn't think you were? Nope. Okay. Nope. Perfect. I mean, I tried it. it. It was, I don't know. It hasn't recaptured the glory for me, but I don't sure. think it's a bad show anymore, like I did last season. All right. All right. Uh, as for Supergirl, I feel like the acting and the writing is finally coming into its own. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's improving. Um, it was kind of cardboardish, I think for a while, not to say I don't love the show cause I do, uh, you can't not love Melissa Benoist as, as Supergirl. I'm sorry. Oh, she's you, fun. You can't. And now with Chris Wood as Monel, he's awesome too. I, even if you don't I really enjoy their chemistry, if you don't like the character, which is fine, you're not supposed to, I don't think, but it's still, he's still fun. And then with what they're doing with Wynn now, um, I think his character has improved a lot. He's got a lot more weight to him now, especially with what he's doing with, with uh, Jimmy Olsen, or James Olsen, excuse me. Oh, James, that's right. Yeah, I um, actually, the, the scene between the two of them, 
yeah. uh, when when James was wanting his suit. Uh, I thought that was really great. They had that they had that great. I mean, I guess kind of spoilers where where James was like, "I need the suit now," and Wynn's like, "It's not ready," and and James is like, "No, now." You know, like he's his boss, and Wynn was like, "Excuse the fuck me." <laughs> I loved his response. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're he's like, "I'm not, I'm not the IT guy. I'm right. the guy who knows how to do this." Yeah, yeah. I'm the expert. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that whole scene, I actually rewatched that scene a couple of times because I thought that guy killed it in that moment. Yeah, Jeremy Jordan is a good actor, and I'm looking forward to really when they let him kind of loose. I think because now he's got a he's got a real role now. When he was just the IT guy and he was just lusting over Kara and with his puppy dog eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen that character a hundred times. Let's 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 change it up. And now what's kind of cool is they both see what's coming. James and Wynn. They both see that this Monel guy and, and Kara are getting close. Mm-hmm. And they know what's about to happen. I mean, we all know what's about to happen. They um, gonna bang. <laughs> right. Uh he gonna hit that. Um <laughs> and uh I think I think Wynn and, and Lena Luther might have a little thing too. They've kind of teased that a little bit in the one episode where they met. But anyway, uh yeah. so yeah, we got the introduction of Guardian this week, which was I thought pretty cool. I actually liked it. I'm having a hard time hearing him talk. Uh under, Yeah, his voice is a little difficult to understand. I'm having to concentrate pretty hard on him when he talks as the Guardian, and also with, with Ragman on Arrow. I'm having to really concentrate on when he speaks, when he's in a costume, because they want to yeah. really like mask the voice and change it. And I get that. Um, and maybe it's just me being an old man now. I don't know. And I just, I maybe I have to turn up my TV. My TV speakers suck. So yeah, uh, it could just be that, but I, that being said, I thought the guardian stuff was pretty awesome. I love the shield. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I was impressed with it. I was a naysayer. I mean, I guess I still am. I don't like the fact that it's Jimmy Olsen under <laughs> right, the mask, right? but um, yeah, I mean, uh, this, for, ver- for, this version of the character works as Guardian. For the uninitiated who don't know Jenny, um, the Guardian character is not really like a super powered character um, historically. I don't think he's kind of a guy in an armor, essentially. He's a normal guy in like peak physical condition, and he's got armor and a shield and stuff like that. Yeah, and he's he's just trying to be a good guy. Okay. And now, and Supergirl, Jimmy Olsen, who is go, he's he's moved away from from uh, Metropolis because he wants to kind of branch out on his own. He knows Superman's secret. And he and Clark are friends still, and he's come here to be his own. He's actually running Catco right now while Cat uh, Grant is away. Cat Grant is like the the lowest lane of National City, I guess you could call her. Um, but she's kind of got her own like magazine and empire, like media mogul empire type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now James Olsen, he's running things. He's he's the boss there, but he wants he feels like he's not doing enough. He feels like he needs to be out there like Supergirl, protecting people and helping the city. And so he and this guy Win Shot Junior, who Win is he had been the IT guy at Catco, and he's friends with 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 Supergirl, and you know Supergirl's secret. He actually is the one that made Supergirl's costume in the pilot episode. Um, and he's, he's had a crush on her for a long time and, you know, he, she shot him down and all that good stuff. And James Olsen and, and her kind of had a little brief little thing, but she shot him down too, even though she was crushing hard on him for a long time. So thankfully that's all over. But of course, both these men are still in love with her as any man should be. Yeah. I, um, 
I'm I'm cool with this universe <laughs> being Guardian because this is the universe that they've set up, and obviously it doesn't reflect the comics. I I still would say that I would have much preferred to see Jim Harper or even Mal Duncan as as Guardian. I, I like the Mal Duncan idea, like, but I get it. I mean, you're not going to introduce Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee, right? <laughs> That's his girlfriend. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know on Young Justice. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. About yeah, him. Young Justice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about in the comics. Like, Which in the... the comics, he was Guardian, but now he's Fox. Right, right. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter at all if they introduce yeah. Bumblebee. I mean, it would make sense to introduce her on Supergirl because girl power. So, but either way, Supergirl's great. Yeah, I, I and, really uh, love Supergirl. They're running this this storyline where her her adopted sister Alex is coming out. And she's realizing she's she's a lesbian, and she's falling in love with this this police woman lady, and Maggie Sawyer. Maggie Sawyer, who in the comic books is actually uh, in a relationship or has been in an often on relationship with Batwoman. So that's a cool little Easter egg for everybody out there. I really like that too. I really liked Alex's progression as as a character. She she was kind of boring to me in the first season, but this new season, I, I'm. I'm a lot more invested in her character in this new kind of development where she kind of realizes that she's been gay. Um, and it didn't, you know, she didn't realize it really until she started having feelings for Maggie. I, I think it's been really well handled. I, I'm really well, enjoying it. I liked cause okay. Spoiler for this latest episode this week, guys, she, she comes out to her sister and Maggie's there for her the whole time, right? You know, whole way, you know, support type thing. And after that all happens, she comes back to this bar and just flat out kisses Maggie. And Maggie's like, whoa, I'm not, we're not, I'm not here for that. Like, we can be friends and I'm here for you, but I'm not going to be your, your first, your first relationship. So it was, yeah. it was, it was pretty heartbreaking to see Alex get crushed right away. And it was a cool, was sad. cool little moment when she runs up, like she goes back to her own apartment, sitting on the couch crying and Kara's looking through the the door with her x-ray vision. Um, noticing that she's yeah. upset. I thought that was a nice touch. They didn't have to do that. And that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I also enjoyed too, cause it's a big question. Uh, when, when Supergirl meets guardian, she can't see into his suit and Wynn was smart enough to make it uh lead lined suit. So she can't see who is under the mask. And of course that's the big secret that they're keeping. Of course, you know, Wynn knows better. He's trying to talk James into telling her, but wants to keep it a secret still. So, yeah. I mean, Supergirl's getting better. Um, oh, boy. Uh, and then the Martian Manhunter stuff. I just wanted to tap into that. He's just like, yes, Supergirl is getting better. <laughs> uh, I actually... I, I can hear Jenny falling asleep. <laughs> right. Uh, the cool thing about... I thought the Parasite, uh, they did a real, like, thing, the thing type uh, episode this week. It felt yeah, it was very inspired by the thing. Yeah, they had even a remote, <laughs> like Arctic, scientific area with a dog mm-hmm. that's infected. It was pretty fantastic to me. Um, and, and the guy gets his hand gets his hand swallowed by the carcass yeah, by the body. Yeah, that was from the thing. It was great. I love what they did with Parasite. I thought it was great. Um, the, Definitely like, an interesting take. I, I enjoyed it as well. And even when they full out, you know, CGI'd him at the end, I thought it looked cool. I thought he didn't look, you know, terrible like they could have done with CGI. That's a that's a uh, question I want to ask. Like, how how is the CW doing on the production 
basis of the shows like Arrow and Supergirl and such. Like, well, they don't have to worry. It, they is don't... it distracting or is it is it actually really well produced and you know good cinematography and good CGI and such? What I've enjoyed so far is the subtle things about Kara flying. Like she'll just be floating in a scene and it it actually looks great. Um, like it's very subtle. Like she'll just be floating there. And it doesn't look like she's being held by I mean, you know she is, but it doesn't look like she's being held by a wire. It looks like she could actually just be floating there. Um, and it's just a subtle little thing. I mean, when they're flying, it's it's kinda obvious. You know, flying through the city. Um Yeah, when they take off and they land, yeah. to me it's 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 pretty pretty transparent. As far as the CG goes throughout the shows, so I'm pretty impressed overall. The only one that seems to struggle a little bit with like the quality of the CG to me is Legends. It's heavy. Um, it's heavy. Specifically, on it. it's very heavy. So they so they have to like you know they, they they can't be as they can't pour as much money into a CG character like King Shark on the Flash for one episode it's, a season. Yeah, yeah. So it's all spread out. Um, with with Legends, it was specifically Jenny, one episode with with Legends. Legend. Oh. oh. I'm sorry, I was going to just real quick describe Legends. They're traveling through time, and you can kind of see, like, space and time moving on the ship through the windows. So there's a lot of CGI there, and a ship flying, and then there's a character who's on fire, and he's flying. So yeah, It's a much larger team, and there are a lot more effects to show off what they can do. I mean, Heat Wave's gun, just that. Right. Like the CG fire. Shoot, shooting, shooting fire, ice. yeah, or shooting yeah. ice, yeah. Got um, it, got it. One episode in particular, though, they did... Um, they traveled back to where do they travel to? I want to say not the Civil War, but a different one. It was like one of the first episodes, and there was um, there was a guy who had a serum that made him look like he almost became Blockbuster. He looked like Blockbuster, and the CG for him as a giant monster <laughs> was terrible. This is the worst CG I've ever seen on any of these shows. I don't remember, uh, but Arrow did yeah, like a Arrow, Arrow had like a Cloverfield monster that looked pretty great. Or not Arrow, Flash. Arrow or Flash. Flash. Yeah, yeah. Flash, yeah, yeah, it did look good. I'm they, with you. they had, like, a big monster in one of their most recent episodes. So, I mean, uh, overall, I'd say, like, when I watch a show, I, I complain about it all the time. But Once Upon a Time has the worst CGI for a studio, <laughs> for, like, a studio show. It's just terrible. I, I, they may have gotten better, um, but the first, like, four seasons were awful. Well, um, now, that, now that CW is more into the Supergirl though do you think is it kind of the top notch CGI or is it like under Flash because you guys keep talking that Flash has had some really good I think, examples or I think I think they're on par um, yeah, I think with, that, with a show like tough. with a show like Supergirl and Flash you need it um, for a guy that runs super fast and a girl that flies so you're going to need a little bit bigger CGI budget whereas Arrow doesn't I mean their, their CGI is mostly right now Ragman so, yeah. I mean, that's and it. even that's not super great. You can totally tell his <laughs> CGI. Right, when he's got, they like... Always, they always pop up behind his back. Yeah. And it, it, and does... it looks... It, it doesn't look anything like the rest of his cloak. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, all of his character, All the characters usually on Arrow are very... They're human. They're not metahumans. Um, they're, meaning they're just, they're just people. So, there's not really a big need for... Or any CGI, and then you know every every couple episodes they might introduce either a meta or um like a like a character who has an ability or something like that. But mostly these are like you know you hate to you keep saying it, but like a street level character or villain. So I mean, most of that CGI budget that I think goes to these shows uh, probably leans heavier towards Flash and then Supergirl and then Legends. 
in that order. Long story short, Jenny, the CG's fine. Yeah, it doesn't take you out. It doesn't take you out. Good. Okay, good. I, the reason why I'm asking, and this is kind of a sidetrack, is I started watching uh, Stan and Gets Evil. I, I can't wait to start that show. <clears throat> yeah, it, I want to see that. It's, it's super fun. It's just the production quality is so bad. Like, you can tell it's filmed on um, on video and sure. not film. <clears throat> and everything, all the colors are super contrasty. And they do practical effects and makeup. But in some scenes, the makeup's okay, and then other scenes, the makeup's really bad. So it it's one of those shows, and I told Patrick, it's kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When you watch the first like season of Buffy, it's a cheesy. Well, yeah, it's like a back. Show. It's a backlot show. Yeah, but it it's fun. So I'm I, I'm putting it kind of in that category. But it, it it the first two episodes, I got kind of pulled out of it because the colors look off and, and you can tell that that's a prosthetic nose, you know? So that's why I'm curious. Cause with it being, you know, such a huge thing, like it's Supergirl, you know, it's yeah. arrow, it's flash. I was curious if they, how that production value has, you know, has developed. Uh, I don't, uh, so that's yeah. good. That's reassuring. That's reassuring to know though, that yeah. they put the money in and the time and, um, all right, real real quick, the rest of the I mean, there's only two other shows to talk about. Flash this week. Um, I'll let you talk, Johnny. You probably remember it better than I do. Um, um it was uh, well, Shade. They, 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 yeah, well, Shade was a non. <laughs> it was Shade, a half half Shade episode story. Episode. Yeah, yeah, Shade was irrelevant. I mean, we, you find out later that Shade was just a distraction. Yeah, kind of, but you could have figured that out very quickly. They put no effort into the character at all. Um, but, uh, the rest of the episode was focused finally on Wally being affected by Dr. Alchemy, you know, having his dreams and, and the nightmares and then hearing Alchemy's voice. Um, uh, Jenny, so I really real, enjoyed that aspect of it real quick before you would get any further. Um, I, I don't know how much, you know, so I'm going to just mansplain it. And I apologize. Um, there's many different flashes. Barry Allen is the main flash on this show. And then Wally West is, kind of takes up the Flash mantle after he does in the comic books. Um, he was he was Kid Flash uh, as a sidekick, and on the TV show they have the character Wally West. And um, at the end of last season, Barry Allen went back in time and changed something, creating a new a new present day time. And in that, what they call they call that timeline a flashpoint. In that timeline, Barry wasn't the Flash, but Wally West was Kid Flash. And then Barry fixed what he did because he wanted to set it back right. And now in this this timeline that we're in now, Wally has no memory of it, but he's getting these visions because of this villain called Dr. Alchemy um, of his time as Kid Flash in this timeline that has been erased. Does that make sense? Somewhat, yes. Okay. I've, I'm following you. Okay. Go ahead, Johnny. Um, well, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I okay. really enjoyed the the Wally West and the saving like, the girl uh, on the Joe. skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dream, I thought that was really cool. I liked uh, I liked everyone's reaction to it. Everyone's worried. Um, I thought that the I'm gonna I, I never remember his name really. It's like Keiston Lonsdale or something like that. Yeah, um, right. He's great. I, I've I've said since I first saw him as as Wally. I love this guy as Wally West, um, and I think he did a great job in this episode and we finally got the first look at Savitar 
and it's pretty badass looking. I am. Um, I kind of hope that we get that that you know that what he's wearing now because he was all CG. Yeah. Um, I hope that what he's wearing now isn't really what he is. I, I kind of hope that that's maybe like a an armor and he's like a normal guy underneath. Right. But if they're going a different route, if they're really kind of making him the god of speed and not just a regular human, I'd be all right with that too. It's Savitar's not one of those big, huge characters that you're like, you better get this right or people will rebel. <laughs> right. He's he did, his story works for actually being a god of speed instead of just a regular guy. What's crazy, um, his appearance, <laughs> I, I says he looks like, I say he looks like uh, uh, Megatron from the new Transformers movies. I thought. <laughs> oh, I think he looks like Sauron. From that works the too. A shiny Sauron, <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, it was cool because Barry could only see him, which is awesome. I thought that was great. It was like yeah, a, a, I'm, I'm going to guess that only people who are connected to the Speed Force will be able to see him. So yeah. I assume that when Wally inevitably gets his powers, he'll be able to see him as well. Jesse will probably be able to see him. Jake Garrick could see him, but yeah, not regular right. people. Right. Right. Um, what I enjoyed is the Killer Frost stuff. Um, Caitlin, uh, Cisco outs Caitlin about her powers. And uh, he also vibes on her and what that means. Jenny is vibing. He When he touches her, he can see her future, essentially. Okay. Um, brief, brief moments. And what he wa- what she wants him to do is to see if she turns full bad guy, Killer Frost, which was an Earth 2 uh like their doppelganger, like their 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 other self in another Earth, and she ended up using her abilities for bad, and she called herself Killer Frost, and she's got ice powers, obviously, um, if we're following the name, um, and now she's got these snow these ice powers in this version somehow, and <coughs> excuse me, and uh, she's she's not sure what to do. Cisco vibes on her, and he sees. Her fighting Cisco, Cisco in full vibe gear. By the way, he's got the costume, the goggles, everything. It looked pretty cool. Um, and they're fighting each other, and this causes Caitlyn to freak out, and she's going to leave for good. But they tell her stop, and um, uh, her powers are 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 a factor from the flashpoint because she didn't have them before. Um, Barry changed it back. She didn't have them in the flashpoint universe so it's a strange development throwing a lot at jenny yeah um (laughs) which we're just we're just kind of recapping the episode uh wally's in a crystal cocoon (laughs) so he's 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 turning into a human um no nobody yeah okay (laughs) uh that's an agent's shield reference (laughs) um so we'll have to wait and see next week's episode is called killer frost and it's directed by kevin smith so we get the second yeah. the second Flash episode. Kevin Smith, uh, I really liked his episode last season, and he's been raving about his Supergirl episode that he just finished. So that'll come after the Ooh. crossover. That's crazy. His episode leads into the Flash crossover, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, Arrow Arrow last week ended with the the possible not possible revelation that. Um, Detective Lance, who is now deputy mayor of Star City, could possibly be Prometheus because he wakes up from a drunken stupor with a cut on his arm where Prometheus got cut. And one of Prometheus's like 
ninja stars on his on his desk or his coffee table, and you're just left with dum dum dum. He's the bad guy all along because it's revealed as this revelation is happening. Oliver's finding out that all of Prometheus's little ninja stars that are killing people all over the city, who happen to have names that are anagrams of the people on Oliver's original list of people he was killing when he came back from the island in season one. A lot to follow for anybody who even knows what I'm talking about, not just Jenny who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, so Prometheus knows Oliver before even anybody had a chance to tell him who Oliver was because Church ended up telling him before he died. Um, so basically, Oliver's, Oliver is the main guy, Green right? Arrow, yep, Oliver Queen. Yep. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so Prometheus is setting up uh, oh, Prometheus! They find out that Prometheus's throwing stars are made of all of Oliver's original arrowheads that he was using. Mm-hmm. Like he's melted them down and he's using them, and they match perfectly. Because Felicity stole one of the stole a piece of evidence from her detective boyfriend. And I'm not- going to sound really ignorant and such, but every time <coughs> you guys say Felicity, I just think of the show Felicity. Sure, and then. I just put her in. That's who I picture when you're talking about it. So Ooh, I don't mind her. She's hot. All right. Just, just so you know. <laughs> that's okay. Um, it's not her. Just so you know. Uh, long story short, this last episode introduced Vigilante, who I don't know if I should tell people because nobody really, they didn't really release it in the episode. But I mean, Vigilante is the DA that's running around Star City right now. Um, but, but you're not supposed to know that yet. Sorry, guys. But he is. Huh. <clears throat> uh, okay. Vigilante's killing people. Green Arrow's trying to stop him while there's, there's this just this random group of bank robbers. And he's killing and all that stuff. Uh, they find out that Quentin Lance has not been going to rehab. He's just been getting drunk all the time. Uh, so that, that's fun. My type of dude? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's only had to deal with his daughters dying like four different times. Um, we The end of the episode reveals that... Prometheus has somebody working on the new team arrow. Uh, he's got an insider and it is mm. any guesses. Peter Frampton. No, no, I don't you're, know. Not, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to guess. I, I think it's, is it, uh, is it um, Artemis? It is. That's the easy answer. Isn't it? Like from the cartoon, yeah. the cartoon and everything. She's the easy answer. Uh, yeah. Evelyn Sharp. Um, I figured it was because it'd be too obvious if it was wild dog. Yeah, and, I'm, and it definitely wouldn't be Ragman. No, I mean, it wouldn't be Mr. Terrific either. No, 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 not him either. Um, I've been digging the the new recruits. I don't know. I, I hear a lot of hate on them. I like them. I like how they're challenging Oliver because Oliver is kind of a dick. Um, uh, Wild Dog, I like a lot now. He actually had a moment where Diggle missed his son's second birthday because he's on the run, essentially. Um, and he sets it up so that uh, Lila and... And they call them JJ, JJ John Jr. Um, J squared. Uh, they brought him to the to the arrow cave or the, the quiver, as it were, and uh, he, he you know he set it up for him to have a little birthday. So Wild Dog's becoming a uh, like a like an actual friend to Diggle, which is which was un. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that coming, so that's kind of cool. Which also leads to probably him being killed. Wild Dog. Just saying. <laughs> they make it like a character, and then they're going to kill him. Uh, I liked Evelyn, Evelyn a lot, especially in this episode. I should have seen it coming. She was really good in this episode. And uh, Artemis ends up being, as far as we know, 
ends up being the traitor working with Prometheus. Um, and then I, I can't talk about Legends because I haven't seen it yet, so we're going to wrap up here real quick with uh, the little episode descriptions for each episode during the crossover. Again, Thanksgiving week, there are regular episodes. I don't, I doubt there's a new uh, Legends on Thanksgiving. I don't think they would do that. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Supergirl's episode on November 28th is called Medusa. And it is described as Eliza, guest star Helen Slater, comes to town to celebrate Thanksgiving with her daughters. That's the mother of Alex and the, the adopted mother of Kara. Alex decides it's time to come out to her mother. Kara is shocked when Eliza, their mother, again, suggests that Monel has feelings for her. And Wynn and James consider telling Kara the truth about the Guardian. Meanwhile, Cadmus unleashes a virus that instantly kills any alien in the vicinity. So... Kira enlists an unexpected ally. I don't know why she's unexpected. Uh, Lena Luther. Um, this epic superhero crossover kicks off tonight when Barry Allen and Cisco Ramon seek Kara's help with an alien invasion uh, on their Earth. So maybe Cisco does go there because I had been asked on Twitter if Cisco and Wynn are going to have a moment because that would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't know. I doubt it. I tend to doubt it. Um, all right. So the Flash episode the next night is entitled Invasion. In fact, the next three episodes are, you guessed it, called Invasion uh, for each show. So Flash is, when aliens called the Dominators attack Central City, Barry speeds over to Star City to ask the Green Arrow for help in stopping them. Realizing the battle against the Dominators is bigger than they thought, they check down the Legends of Tomorrow, and Barry and Sisko create a breach to bring back a secret weapon. Supergirl. Once all of the super friends, it says that, that's, I didn't make that up. Once all of the super friends are assembled, they come up with a plan to attack, but a shocking secret related to Flashpoint is revealed, and suddenly no one is sure who they can trust. Meanwhile, <laughs> actually, meanwhile, I had to do it the super, hmm. super friends way. Uh, Wally. All of justice. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Wally wants to join the battle against the aliens, but Iris tells him he's not ready. This is the this is this next one is the one I'm waiting for. This is going to be a good episode. Uh, it's Arrow on Wednesday, November thirtieth, entitled Invasion. Oliver wakes up to a life where he never got on the Queen's Gambit. Robert and Moira Queen are alive and well. Laurel is his loving fiance, and their wedding is imminent. Everything seems perfect, but Oliver starts to notice small imperfections that make him question this new reality. Meanwhile, Felicity and the recruits take out a new threat with the help from The Flash and Supergirl. I'm very interested in this episode. Because it seems so far off the crossover thing. Yeah, I wonder if we're just going to see what Oliver's life was like in Flashpoint. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then on Legends, on December 1st, uh, the following Thursday there. Uh, after learning the Dominator's plan for the world, the Legends must work together with the Flash, Supergirl, and Green Arrow to kill them once and for all. Meanwhile, Stein figures out, with the help of others, how the team can terminate the Dominators, but is distracted by the aberration he realizes he created in 1987, uh, which is the episode I just watched, which was last week's episode, where they very, very awesomely do some Miami Vice type stuff and do some cool 80s music. It's pretty great. Um, but yeah, nice. go along with Miami Vice type stuff. It's like there's like there. a speedboat and cocaine is awesome. Yes, some um, Phil Collins in the background. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that Dark had like his, his sleeves rolled up on his business suit. Oh, and you got to at least have the collar up as well. 
Yeah. They're going that way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's it for that. We spent a lot of time on DC stuff, so let's cruise through the rest of this crap. Um, Inhumans, the Inhumans, the royal family, are getting their own TV show on ABC. So instead of that movie that they were going to get in the MCU, they're just going to get a TV show in the MCU. Uh, it's going to make sense considering they did the um, Inhumans on uh, what's it called? Agents, Agents of Shield. They're not. They could- yeah. yeah, it just, just makes sense to make a TV show about Inhumans. Right, and they're not calling it a spinoff because it's technically not, because they're going to do the Royal Family, so that's separate from what they've been doing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, it's going to be its own thing. It's going to actually premiere two weeks before the show premieres with a two-hour like movie event. It's being filmed, the first two episodes, all in IMAX format. So, you'll be able to go to the IMAX theater and see it if you want to. Uh, you know, DC is like becoming this monopoly. They're trying to buy Netflix. They're trying to do all this other crap. Uh, and now they have this deal with IMAX. So we're going to get TV shows on IMAX screens for, for premieres and stuff. I mean, it's not unprecedented where TV shows have done like theater premieres, like walking dead and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I love that idea though, because it's, it's, I, said it before, <coughs> like, I miss the water cooler type thing where you, you talk to people the next day and you're like, ah, so I like that they do that. They get everybody to the theater because anybody that puts the effort to go to the theater to watch a show they can watch in their home, that's a fan. And, like, they get to be surrounded by other people that motivated. I think it's awesome. I think they're super cool for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did want to mention there's one DC news. When when the DC shows return from their winter hiatus, Legends is moving from Thursday to Tuesdays right after The Flash. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a kind of a big deal, I think. Weird. Um, until April, when the show ends, and then I Zombie comes on after the Flash. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Riverdale, that show, that show Riverdale about the kids from Riverdale. You know those kids, the Archie Comics kids that they're doing on the CW. That's gonna that thing that's happening on January twenty second is when that debuts. It's gonna be paired up with Supernatural. Anyway. Uh, the Cloak and Dagger show that's going to be debuting on Freeform. It's a Marvel comic book. Um, they have a showrunner. Uh, the series is going to be delayed. They don't know when, as last I read. Uh, but the the series showrunner is going to be Daredevil writer Joe Pekaski. So at least we know he's from a good show. Okay. Um, there's some Jenny could tap in on. Westworld has been renewed for season two. Hallelujah. I am awesome. digging that show. I think we all saw that coming. I, I, I didn't think there was a chance in hell they would not renew that one. Um, have you been watching awesome. it, Dave? I'm behind. Um, I think it, I'm like on episode four, I think. Ooh. <clears throat> Jenny, are you caught up? I'm caught up. The last episode was amazeballs. Like, what a twist. I know. I went, I went, I should have saw that coming. Totally didn't see that coming. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I like oh, too man. that like that was with, without spoilers or anything like that. I like that you never. I I don't trust any character. Like there's characters when the show started that I was just like I like him, and then within like two episodes you're like I don't think I like him anymore. But then you go back to I kind of <laughs> like him. Like at one minute they're the good guy, and then the next minute they're the bad guy. Like. 
there's there's no black and white. It's all the gray area, it gray tones in between because everybody has positive, really good characteristics about them, but then they also have really dark, shady characteristics about them. And it's the character development is mind boggling, but I love it. In last episode, I totally know what you're talking about, and I was just like, "Wow, that's messed up." Yeah. Cool. Yeah, super good. You got to get caught up, Dave. It's it's good. It's going to be a while. I got way too much crap going on. <laughs> I really wish <laughs> I could watch more TV. Like I have I haven't watched the last episode of Walking Dead yet. Like I uh, I have to rewatch six episodes of Agents of Shield now for another thing I'm doing. Oof. I I'm when you get when you get caught up on the Walking Dead, we'll have to talk too because I'm I'm hearing two different sides. I'm hearing people who have hating the season and then people who are loving it. And I, I personally am loving it. And I thought they did such a good job with last episode. Cause last ex- episode was all in Alexandria. I wasn't, uh, I didn't, enj- you know, I wasn't blown away by the Dwight Daryl Negan episode before that. Like I just, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. Well, and I'm kind of Daryl, you guys know this. I, I'm not the hugest Daryl fan. Like I can, take or leave that storyline. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. It's interesting how they're kind of playing it. And the acting, I think this is the best season so far for the actors themselves. Like Andrew Lincoln is killing it. Like he is a broken, just mess. And he, he's playing it off so well. Um, and just the, the entire cast. I mean, I can rave on and on about Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he is Negan, which is terrifying. Like he's got the smirk and he's an asshole. Like I love it, but I'm this season I think is one of the closest to the comic books, even though it's totally different. And I think this is the best one of actually bringing what I like about the characters to life. Now, if they would just hurry up and get to freaking Jesus and make Jesus what I want Jesus to be, because so far I have not seen <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, you'll have to tell me when you're caught up because it's it. I I really liked last episode. Well, I just named our episode. I enjoyed I just... last episode. Oh, <laughs> what'd you name it? Now I gotta know what what did I open mouth insert foot? Jenny wants to see Jesus. I do. I oh, love there you go. Jesus. I should maybe, I should change it to Jenny wants to find Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus can save me any day. Oh, Dave. easy. All right, go ahead, Johnny. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, I also enjoyed last week's episode, but I think it was an unnecessary episode to do ninety minutes. Um, I, I will I, agree with you because ninety minutes seemed long, but I think it was a necessary episode because it it was the token setup. You know, it's setting everything up from here on out. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I, I really enjoyed the episode. So don't get me wrong. I just feel like if they're going to do ninety-minute episodes, they need to save it for ones that are going to be more. Um, I don't know <laughs> that are going to push the story more. I mean, we got. I really like Negan, but ninety minutes meant ninety minutes of not much of anything else but Negan talking. Well, they spent way too cool, long, which is. Well, they spent way too long looking for the two guns, you know, and it's yes. just like, it's like, okay, you could have edited that out, but they, they do that a lot though. They like, you'll take these insane episodes, like 
the the herd out of the quarry or when the wall fell at Alexandria. And those are hour long episodes. But then they'll do an hour and a la- an hour and a half long episode of where Morgan's been over the last year. He's making goat cheese. <laughs> you know, they they do pick really strange episodes to make an hour and a half, but I think Although on this one, I think they could have edited it down. I think they do that because it's not so much in the moment, but when it's the hindsight's 2020, when you look back, what's developed in that hour and a half is so critical to what becomes. So, and, and even the hour and a half Morgan goat cheese episode, that is still playing into things in this episodes now. So I get it, but yeah, just find the damn guns. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. What? Did I, okay. Uh. The uh, DCEU news. Uh. The Harley Quinn spinoff movie, or what? It's essentially the Birds of Prey movie, has found a writer, Christina Hodson. She's also going to be writing the Bumblebee Transformers spinoff movie. So she's uh she's working hard in those shared universes. What um, else has she done? That's what I'm looking up right now. I don't really know. You might know. Christina Hudson. She has done uh, something called Shut In, which is this this year, um, and Unforgettable, which is next like, year. Oh, that's something not out yet. Okay. Um. Yeah. So she's new. We'll say that. Well, that's good. Maybe she's got she's you know, she's some British new life to it, and she's British. British. By the way, I know that I know that shot in was considered one of the worst movies of 2016. Though, are you serious? I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, Naomi Watts, Oliver Platt. Following a recent accident that took the life of her husband and left her son paralyzed, a psychologist, Naomi, oh, I do know this movie, finds herself isolated in her own home, caring for her child. Cut off from the outside world during a storm, she starts to believe someone is inside her house trying to harm her. Came out uh, yesterday <laughs> in France and uh, on the 11th in the United States. Yeah, it is not doing well. It has a zero, not that this means anything, but it has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I can't remember where I saw it. I think maybe on Twitter or something, someone said someone had like a list of their worst movies of 2016 and I and I saw Shut In on there and it was at <clears> 0%. <throat> Yeesh. Alright, well hopefully she does better with more known, known characters and properties. Uh, the next yeah. DC animated movie, Justice League Dark, released its first trailer and this will be their second R-rated movie because uh, Killing Joke was R-rated, right? Yeah, yeah. so Justice League Dark, which is uh, an adaptation of the New 52 version of the Justice League Dark team and book. Um, I don't know. It, it's got the same artwork that they did for all the like the Justice League War stuff and everything that happened pretty much after Flashpoint Paradox in the animated world. And uh, so I don't know. It's, it, it's there. I'm just stoked for Z- Zatanna. <laughs> I, that's all I care about. And Swamp Thing. So, I don't know, did you get a chance to see it at all, uh, Johnny? Um, I haven't seen the new trailer. I mean, I'll see the movie, but I'm not, like, you know, jumping out of my socks excited for it. Yeah. 
it is what it is. I, 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 I've said this before. I'm a little tired of Batman always needing to be the focal point in that, of in these this, movies. In this, um, in this new trailer, it's actually the entire Justice League. It's not just Batman. Batman's, is it? Batman's got the idea. But so so the, description of the, mov- the description of the movie is that Batman works with the Justice League Dark. And, I mean, I guess it's the same as, like, Justice League versus Teen Titans barely had any Justice League in it, but there was still Justice League. Um, the only, you the, know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I, I assumed that they would be present. The reason, the reason Batman is a key figure is because he knows Constantine, and he has to find Constantine. Well, that's the written reason why he's in there. That that's the reason they concocted to to put Batman into it front and center. All right, we can argue about this all day. So I, I never, I, <laughs> but, I, well, see, I never, I never buy that. Well, the reason that he's doing this is because of this, so it makes sense. Like I, I get it as the movie, but the writers wrote it that way, and they didn't have to. They didn't have to make Batman the contact for Constantine. They okay. could have not had the Justice League in at all, which actually I would have preferred. I would have much preferred to see a Justice League dark movie that didn't have any Justice League members. I just want to see these other characters going about their, their antics and then maybe meet them later. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I'm excited, though, for Justice League, but I'm I'm also excited for it is that I'm just watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, and it looks fun. And the Wonder Woman trailer looks amazing, so anything with her in it, I'm like, I'm for it. So I don't care. That's yeah. That's the live action. This is actually an animated movie we're talking about. Um, oh, see, uh, I'm totally off. <laughs> that's okay. Going, I haven't seen any of this. This is fascinating. Where did I miss this at? No, that's okay. No. The Justice League Dark stuff. It, it's it's in the books. I mean, there's that's gonna happen. I already forgot what they're actually calling it. It's not being called Justice League Dark. It's being called something crazy. Um, you don't happen to remember what that was, Johnny? Do you? Uh, the Justice League Dark movie. Uh, dark universe. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So, do you think you do you think with the movies that the animated's going to start picking up? Because I I always hear people talk about it, but anime, you know, animated movies and shows and stuff don't usually pull my attention. So I've never actually done it, but I'm intrigued with the storyline. Do you uh, think the, the DC the DC universe animated originals are amazing? Um they're better than the live action movies we've gotten recently. Um, well, that's not saying much though. <laughs> no, but still, I mean, movies of note that I would say the wonder woman anime movie is great. Uh, green lantern first flight. I mean, these are, these are kind of movies that are telling you the origins of the characters, um, in animated form. Um, wonder woman, green lantern, first flight, uh, justice league crisis on two earths is a great one. That's actually just an adaptation of an, of a graphic novel, essentially. Batman Under the Red Hood is probably the best animated movie they've done. It's fantastic. And then they've animated... That's definitely my favorite. Yeah. And then they've gone and done animated adaptations of great DC graphic novels like All-Star Superman, um, Batman Year One, Justice League Doom is a great one. I like that one because I love Tower of Babel storyline. That's an adaptation of a Justice League storyline. Um, Batman, the dark Knight returns was adapted as a big animated feature. They did two parts. You can get that, uh, somewhere, uh, justice league flashpoint paradox is another good one. Um, and then it kind of, there's many, many more after that. Um, most recently being the Batman, the killing joke, which they actually released in theaters. Uh, if you wanted to see it that way. 
Um, and that's the graphic novel, obviously. And then the next ones that are coming are the Justice League Dark. They're going to adapt Teen Titans, the Judas Contract, which is going to be weird because it's with the new Teen Titans team, not the original, like, actual adaptation of the book of the Judas Contract. It'd be interesting. I don't know if it'll matter, but... Uh, and then they're doing a movie called Batman and Harley Quinn, so we'll see whatever that that's about. Uh, I highly recommend a lot of the DC animated stuff. I don't know about you, Johnny, but I've really enjoyed a lot of it. They're they're adult based too, right? They're not oh, like yeah. children animated. They're like like because Killing Joke was rated R, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, everything after yeah. the uh, majority of the movies are. Yeah, everything after the Dark Knight Returns and including that are pretty adult. Like anything, like the Justice League Flashpoint. You see, uh, you you watch Wonder Woman kill uh, Shazam like the children. Um, Aquaman kills Cyborg. Like it gets it gets crazy. Interesting. Uh, plus, uh, you know, overall, I, I I enjoy most of them. Um, I've said before, though, that the ones that have happened after Flashpoint Paradox don't interest me as much as all the ones that happened before. And mostly because uh, those I, are I all like based. To see more variety. <laughs> those are all based on New Fifty Two stories too. Let's put that out there. The the. Well, yeah, yeah, I would, but but it's not even that. Like, there are good new Fifty Two stories. Like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> it's because they're. Tr- I feel like they're trying too hard to be gritty and and dark because all of them are Justice League War, Son of Batman, Assault on Arkham. Well, actually, Assault on Arkham is probably one of my favorites of the new ones. Um, I like th- and gods and monsters. Yeah, gods and monsters those feel is like very... they're a little separated from the rest of the overall universe. Right, Justice League gods and monsters is like a separate universe. It's what if Batman was a vampire and all this other crazy stuff. And it ended up being really good. And it was done by Bruce Tim, Tim, who did the Batman animated series and Superman animated series. So it was kind of like a harken back yeah. to the old days. But uh, it was a cool like alternate reality thing that I really enjoyed when ba- Batman bites Harley Quinn. It's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, I, um, I, uh, so yeah, I mean, part of it is because it's new 52, but that's not all of it. I mean, they, they can still win me over. There are new 52 stories that are good and worth telling. Um, but I definitely feel like they're trying to be too dark and I tend to enjoy the ones that kind of separate themselves from the overall universe that they started with flashpoint paradox. I don't know if any of them are on fans in just about every single one of them. All right. Calm down. Um, I don't know if they, the, a lot of them used to be on Netflix and I don't know if they still are, but if you, if you can seek out like Batman under the red hood is I think one of the, if not the best one they've done. Um, I would, yeah, it's definitely, I would say it's definitely one of the best and it is my favorite. I love under the red hood. I feel like that is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's, for me, like the best one that they've done. It's a great voice cast too. Like Bruce Greenwood is Batman, which is weird, but it works. And then Jensen Eccles from Supernatural plays... Well, it works because they... And well, they carried um, Bruce Greenwood over into Young Justice. Yeah. Yep. Too. So he voiced Batman in Young Justice and um, Under the Red Hood. And it worked real well. Uh, yeah, Jensen Eccles from Supernatural is the Red Hood. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is Nightwing. Uh, the, I didn't really care for it, but John DiMaggio, Bender, uh, he played Joker in this one. Um, just, oh, I actually loved his Joker. I wasn't wasn't too thrilled by it. Jason Isaacs is Raj Al Ghul, who's not in it very long, and then Kelly Hu actually has a voice of a character in this one. Uh, yeah, I I highly recommend it. Check it out if you can. 
Also, Green Lantern First Flight. <coughs> I know not a lot of people talk about it, but that's that's another that's one like, of my favorites, and it's a that's a much better movie than what the the, the live action that, Green Lantern movie was. That that origin story is like Jenny. If I had to compare, it, it's like space. Oh shoot! What's the word I'm looking for? A space version of Training Day with Denzel Washington. Interesting. I, yeah, yeah, kind of is. I, I really liked it a lot. It, it's 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 what I wish they would do with a Green Lantern origin story in a movie. Um, but they'll yeah. they'll never they'll never pull yeah, that, that off. Uh, Under the Red Hood, Green Lantern, First Flight, and Wonder Woman are my top three favorites of all the animated movies they've done. All good stuff. Yeah, and then Justice League: New Frontier is good because it's it's based on Darwin Cook's art and it's fantastic and fascinating. It's all old school. So it's all very like 1950s, like golden age. That's very cool. Um, and it, yeah, it's 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 pretty rad. <laughs> um, all right, random movie stuff. Uh, today is November 17th. November 17th, 1978. A little thing debuted on television called the Star Wars Holiday Special, <laughs> and it sent Whee! it sent that that huge. Huge franchise spiraling into oblivion. No one's ever heard of Star Wars since. No, just kidding. Uh, but it was awful. It was terrible. It was not good. And if you want to watch it, I suggest you do. Head over to YouTube. Somebody's probably got it uploaded still. I remember seeing it on there once. Uh, I think you can watch the whole thing with 78-style commercials. Like, it's commercials from 1978. It's freaking awesome. So you can watch it. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. I, it's good. I saw... <laughs> I saw a video one time on YouTube of various clips of the holiday special that were abridged, <laughs> yeah. which is a real common thing you'll find on, on online and on YouTube right now. It's abridged versions of shows, mostly animes. Um, but the abridged version of Star Wars uh, holiday special was really funny. And I'm sure I saw it on YouTube, but it was like, I mean, it must have been like five years ago that I saw it. I haven't seen it. So. It's, it's tough to watch, man. It also, is... if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z... Uh, if you like Dragon Ball Z, you got to check out um, Team Four Star because they do Dragon Ball Z abridged, and it is hilarious and awesome. What was it? You kind of cut out. What's it called? Team uh, Team Four Star is the, okay. is the group that does it, but they they abridge the Dragon Ball Z series, and it's really super funny okay. and a very cool, very very cool. All right, all right. Uh, the real reason I bring it up is because that is the birth of the Boba Fett character. He debuted as an animated clip in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And then you get to see him oh. in Empire Strikes Back after that. So, there you go. Nice. Well, piece of trivia for those that didn't know that. Uh, today also <laughs> today also is the, uh, the, the, the debut, the premiere of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, I'm going to go next week and see it. I know Shannon is seeing it tonight. She's going to write up a review for us on the website. So you guys can watch up for that. Oh, and I did want to hype up, uh, for people that are watching the flash and maybe don't know Savitar, uh, the new, the, what presumably is the big bad for the flash season, at least for the current present, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Johnny has written up a little, mm-hmm. uh, Savitar one Oh one on the website, atomicgeekdom.com. You can, it's very well written. Uh, you can go learn everything you want to know about the comic version of Savitar and see see what we get in the TV version, see if it lines up at all. So, Oh, thank you. There's that. You, also, Dave. Speaking of things that Johnny wrote, the Kong Skull Island trailer has been released last night during Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, 
Johnny Johnny wrote about that on the website too. Uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, I I watched it. It was it was I don't know. It was what I expected. Uh, are they they're not allowed to call him King Kong, right? Because another studio owns that name. I don't know. No, I think uh, they can call him King Kong. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I guess we can look it up. I I'm pretty sure that uh, um. Well, it's not the same company that did uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong? No, because I think that was 20th Century Fox. And this is legendary. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I wonder I if they bought the rights. I don't, I don't know. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, it gets too confusing. Well, okay, so what did you guys think of it, though? Are you guys, like, super excited? Do you have hesitations? Do you have absolute geek out love like what are your two cents i i'll just see it it looks cool that's i don't really have a uh an emotional attachment to the king kong franchise aside from getting away from the the crappy one that we got before the newest one <laughs> i hated it i can't i can't stand that version uh and it might part of it might be because it was on loop when i worked at Radio Shack, like in the Blu-ray players at our store, and it was on just repeat all day, every day, and it sucked. Um, but this one, it looks fun. I mean, it's got Loki, Nick Fury, and Captain Marvel, and and one of the uh, Nova Corps. So, uh, I know. see. I I <laughs> love King Kong stuff. So <coughs> the the Peter Jackson one, I it wasn't the greatest movie, but I liked it. Um, and I love the cast for this. Every every person that's in that trailer, I'm like super excited for. Except I really wanted it to be dark. I wanted it to be, you know, Skull Island. I wanted it to have some creepiness to it, and it seemed more of a comedy. With oh, this new I, I don't know about that. It looks creepy as hell. There's a lot of crazy monsters on that island. There, there is, but like I don't know. I got. Well, this is the first. This is the first trailer where they really shows you John C. Riley, and I think that's all they were trying to establish. And his character is comic relief. I mean, that's it. Yeah, but I. I, I yeah, the don't the only comedy in the trailer it. came from John C. Riley. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, it, but it was distracting to me. Like that's all. I I see it more as it's going to be a fun movie than it's going to be a super dark, creepy movie. Nah, I, and yeah, I was kind of hoping for the hmm. creepy one. And I, like I said, though, I love everybody in it. But I go back because this is this is in the the Godzilla universe they're building, based on the most recent Godzilla movie. I think it's going to have the similar tone. I I don't think it's going to be hilarity ensuing. I think you're going to get the brief comedy from John C. Riley, and then he's going to get killed, and then, you know, it'll be... Because your main characters are Hiddleston, Jackson, Goodman, and Brie Larson. So, I think it's going to be pretty serious. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Like, I mean, it looks cool. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not putting it down. It's just... I don't know. It, the trailer had so much, like, little comedy relief thing that I'm just like, oh, no, what are they doing? Well, yeah, and again, but, I think... That's it's only the second trailer we got, so I think they wanted to show something a little different. Plus, they gave you more of Kong in this one than they did the first. Yeah, one. I think the the graphics look awesome, though. The graphics look super cool. The graphics, I love that. Like it's a video, so game. I, like it's a video game. <laughs> it is. It, it basically um, is. I mean, it's it's a video game that you throw a couple 
actors in, live actors in. Well, I, I know I'm I'm coming in delayed for you guys. I'm real sorry about that. So if I talk over you, it's unintentional. Um, but uh, it, as far as the trailer goes, I really uh, liked it. I, I also like Jenny picked up on the the there was there was definitely heavier on comedy than the first trailer was. Um, but I feel like having comedy sprinkled out throughout the movie here and there doesn't take away from it. To me, it reminded me of like a Marvel movie trailer where you get story, you get cool action, and then you get a bit of comedy here and there to create some levity. And, uh, and like Jenny, I thought the CGI looked, looked really good. And then I think, and I could be wrong. We could look it up. I, I actually tried to, but I couldn't find it. I think King Kong falls under fair use. So uh, I think I was, anybody can I was wrong. It was universal, universal pictures did King Kong, not Fox, not the Peter Jackson version. Okay. Okay. Well, I know the new one is Legendary Pictures, and Warner Brothers is distributing it. Yeah. Um, and Legendary. But I, I do Legendary. think King Kong falls under fair use. Yeah, uh, might be. Yeah, because it's it's is it every it's every hundred years, right? Is when the copyright expires from uh, original something like that. Anyway, well, that, King Kong is only nineteen thirty three. King Kong is nineteen thirty three. It's yeah, not a hundred years but, yet. But that's very. Fair use has, has been, uh, I mean, that, that's a whole thing. There, there are things now that fall under fair use that, that, um, uh, that, that normally wouldn't have. Um, or sorry, things that don't fall under fair use that should. Right. But uh, since that whole policy was implemented, I mean, that was all Disney and Mickey Mouse and all that yada yada nonsense. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that, I, and I could be wrong, but I, I, I think any any distribution company can make a King Kong movie. Let's make a King Kong movie, guys. Randy, <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, Randy yeah, can be King Kong. Do it. Um, did you know Rotten Tomatoes has ranked? Wow. Well, you're you're really delayed now. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes has ranked the original King Kong from 1933 as the greatest horror film of all time, and the 20th greatest what? film of I all did not time. Know that. Interesting. I don't know about that. That's pretty crazy. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Green Hornet. The new Green Hornet movie is in development, and that's really all you need to know. Uh, and last bit of little little news: Jurassic World Two will begin filming in March. So we'll start hearing stuff about that movie at that point from all over the internets. I'm sure. Um, before we're done with the news, I did want to comment on something that came out this week. Um, a little show on Netflix, actually, it's like a movie called Parallels, which is written and directed by Christopher Leone. Um, Yay! Uh, a man, a gentleman who has been kind enough to be on our show and, uh, talk about Parallels and his other show, The Room, that was on for a long time, or for a long time ago. Uh, it's, uh, is been bought up by Fox and it's going to be put in development. It's going to be called the building, which if you've watched parallels, you know what that means. And it's awesome. I, really go seek it out on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, it's a great concept. And if you like sliders, it's similar to that. I wouldn't say it's exactly like it, but it's similar. Um, and it's going to be, uh, done by Neil Gaiman of all people. I, which oh, is I like Neil Gaiman. Super fantastic! I am stoked by this news. Um, yeah, when you when you sent me the article, I was like, 
this is amazingly awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all became such big fans of of the movie or you know the Netflix movie uh, parallels that, and I think that's what we talked about. It mostly we were like, why can't this be a TV show? Why can't we have an episode like every week so we know what happens next? So yeah. Um, super, super glad. <laughs> the original. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the original came out uh, as part of Fox Digital Studios, and it was on Netflix only. Uh, so it's a division of Toy Century Fox, so it makes sense that it's actually going to join Fox. Now, of course, I'm nervous because Fox likes to cancel things uh, quite often. That oh, are, they love to cancel things. Thing, <laughs> things that are awesome. Um, but, I mean, it's Neil Gaiman, and, I mean, it's going to go along their their, their genre productions you know that they got gotham right now uh x-files sleepy hollow stuff like that so they're kind of building this sci-fi fantasy world now on 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 fox which makes sense because come on x-files made you guys like i mean married to children's great and all and simpsons is great but x-files made you legit a legit network is the simpsons great though well it used to be back then yeah there you go when 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 20th Century Fox or Fox Television wasn't like a big network yet, like I mean, there was a day, kids. Let me uh, let me hop on my 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 soapbox here of an old man. Uh, there was a day when there was three networks: CBS, NBC, and ABC. Along came this little upstart called Fox, and they did the Tracy Ullman show, and that's where The Simpsons came from, by the way, and uh, uh, In Living Color, things like this. And then uh, the Arsenio Hall show. Um, <coughs> and somehow they got NFL games and they became this big network because X-Files showed up and they had married children and things like that. Uh, now now they're this big empire with the show Empire on it, by the way. That was that was, huh. that was no, no coincidence that I went there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. But yes, that was the history of t- t- Fox Television. Now... Now go watch New Girl. Who's uh, that? Who's that girl? That's a good show. I like it. Um, I'm digging Lethal Weapon on Fox, so Lethal Weapon. There you go. Uh, Lucifer is doing pretty well too, I guess. I've, I've not checked it out yet, and that's on Fox as well. Um, Gotham's garbage. <laughs> Neil Gaiman, for those that don't know, is one of the best-selling authors of graphic novels and books of all time. Uh, Sandman is one of his greatest things. He did, uh, that Matthew Vaughn movie, Stardust, which I actually really liked. Um, he's going to be, he's part of the upcoming star TV series, American Gods. Uh, Neil Gaiman. That, that, speaking of which, I am giddy for, like, that book is awesome. Yeah. And the show is perfectly cast, so, yay. (laughs) Um... So yeah, uh, I'm I'm stoked for this show. Again, Netflix parallels. Go watch it. This is this is a show that's gonna be based on that movie. I don't know anything about like I doubt they're gonna use any of the cast. I think they're probably gonna start fresh. Um, <clears throat> and I know Christopher Leone is uh, is gonna be an executive producer. I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, so he'll be involved. I don't know how much involvement he has officially uh for the entire series but it's good news anyway and congratulations to him uh friend of the show and friend of ours and he's actually the one that we had him on twice because he's writing a book too um he's writing uh champions of the third planet 
and uh which i'm so excited to get a copy yeah i'm getting i think i got i signed up for two because i'm gonna give one to my nephew and because it's like a kid's book too so like a young adult and as a prior guest to the show he's promised all of us free copies of the book correct <laughs> no no we all invested <laughs> in him john yeah that was a, like a kickstarter yeah didn't his didn't the kickstarter though didn't he get like the top for like the nerdist it won the nerdist thing yeah yeah for ink shares yeah. like top funding books huh. um well, sounds like he needs to come back on the show it's a, he does we'll get him back he'll come back he's a, he's a good guy uh what does it say here now 241 page space opera he sold 486 copies before it even is released you gotta love it uh, for the for those that don't know, it's a story about five kids who was band together to fight alien monsters on a faraway planet in order to save Earth. And that's barely the tip of the iceberg of the story. It's like it's like Hunger Games meets Aliens. I like it. Yeah, there the is it the first chapter or like one of the chapters are, is up chapter on, one yeah on the yeah on the site. And it it hooked you like it pulls you in you and you want to know what happens next. and it totally has that when I read it it had that feeling of like the Goonies you know like um or like just early ambient type you know uh, it it's awesome I'm so excited for him yeah looks good all right uh we have talked for an hour and thirteen minutes I think that's good enough for this show. I do want to make an announcement here. Uh, there was no uh, normal Wednesday episode this week, and there won't be one next week as well, and there won't be a Geek Out next week because of the holiday. Uh, we will return refreshed after that. Uh, ready refreshed to- with a few extra pounds. <laughs> right. Uh, At least that's what I'm going for. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll come back with a lot of new stuff, a lot of good ideas, a lot of good stuff for the website as well, so you can be be ready for all of that. Uh, yeah, Johnny, you, you host the podcast. Yes. Tell the fine, fine people that listen to our podcast about your podcast. Oh, I'd be happy to Dave. Thank you. Um, so my buddy Randy and I, um, host a podcast called just two pals and we're on the atomic geekdom website. You can also find us on Twitter and Google play. And then on, uh, wait, wait, what did I say? iTunes and Google play. (laughs) There you go. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter though, at just two pals. Uh, you can find me there at Johnny Wellens. And the last episode, we talked about Doctor Strange and kind of caught up because we went a, a couple weeks. Randy and I had some, uh, we each had some stuff that we were dealing with in, in personal lives, which kind of took priority over the podcast. But those have uh, all been addressed now. We're good to go. So uh, expect a new episode on Monday. Yay. Awesome sauce. Agreed. Um, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I have personal stuff I would like to actually plug. If you're interested, I write a few things for the Entertainment Earth news website, so news.entertainmentearth.com. Uh, you can check out all kinds of cool stuff there, uh, that I'm writing for them that you can see. So I just wanted to kind of hype that a little bit. Um, yeah. Yay! It is good stuff. Yeah, I've, I've read, I've read, um... Three of the things. I said, wait, did you do? You did more than three, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've done a lot. Okay. Um, I think I'm right. at, I think I I'm at so. seven or eight. And oh, I, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, I read your, let's see. I read your Doctor Strange. The review? Um, I read your Logan trailer and one more that I read last night before 
falling asleep, and so I don't remember which one it was. I've written about the the last Logan trailer, Get to Know Doctor Strange, the Wonder Woman trailer that just came out. Uh, I reviewed Doctor Strange, uh, Get to Know Dormammu, again, just a fun... That was the one I read, the just, Dormammu just one. Just a fun name to say, Dormammu. Um, Dormammu. <laughs> it's even funner, fun, funner when you roll the R. Um, <coughs> Dormammu. Nice. Uh, and then most recently, get... All right, all right. Uh, most recently, get to know Iron Fist and uh, a little piece about the Young Justice season three. That's uh, right. My favorite part of all those uh, is uh, research. <laughs> I have learned so much I didn't know about beforehand. Uh, it's been kind of cool. But yeah, that's my little thing. So go check it out. They also have some cool other stuff. Friend of the podcast and one of our friends, Amelia actually writes for them too. So she's got a bunch of stuff on there as well. Um, that you can find. Yeah. It's a cool website. It's all like merchandise based and you can buy cool stuff. You know, we have that big banner at com that goes right to entertainment earth. That's the guys. <coughs> Those are the guys. Oh, right. did we forget to mention producer, producer Matthew J Bates, the second we didn't, I'm not done yet. I was actually oh. going to give Jenny a chance to talk about anything she's been doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I've ruined it. <clears throat> no, I like where you're going. I like where you're going. Um, yeah. Oh, so going to designer con this weekend, which uh, I don't know if you guys know what that one is, but it's all the toy and toy designers and a bunch of artists and such. So there's always really, I went last year and there's some of the craziest art so um i'll get some of that up hopefully on the youtube but um i'm also it's a little late but there'll be some stuff going up on the kamikaze coverage that i did a couple weeks back um see some of the crazy cosplays and the floor of of that insane show which i guess can no longer be called kamikaze it will always be kamikaze to me but Mm -hmm. the stanley los angeles comic-con so yeah, a couple couple things going up uh, convention wise, and I'm actually going to be browsing the aisles of Designer Con with Justin. So yeah, I was gonna say, it'll Justin be interesting. Said he's going to be there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can announce too officially that we will, for the third year in a row, be at C2E2 this spring. I got my confirmation, so we'll be there covering all kinds of awesome stuff and uh, one of my favorite things of all time because of this podcast is going to see 2 e 2 and meeting Scott Snyder and getting to read an issue of Batman before it came out and just hanging out with him for a little bit. Uh, I could, I could die happy. And then going through the, the, uh, sinister, the insidious thing that they had there and just being terrified. Pretty great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, maybe so, I can, you'll, you'll be in the area, uh, and then spring, maybe I can finagle you to get in as well. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I totally love that. When to, is it? Uh, you know? I do know. Give me one second. Oh, April 21st to the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll admit though. I mean, you should definitely try that. Cause it's, it's, especially if you're covering a convention, it's so much better to have two people. It's easier. Cause well, I go, I go with photographer friend Liz, who's been with me for a few conventions. So. And plus, I stay nice. at, I stay at her house because she lives in Chicago. Friend of the show, Liz. That's right. Rock on, Liz. All right, now, you want to move on to our, our awesome producer? Oh, hey, hang on a second. L11 from Stranger Things is going to be at C2E2. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Day bright. Frank Miller is going to be there? Holy crap. 
So I do. So let me ask you guys this: Is it weird to want to meet the child that plays a child on a TV show? Um, no, but it is. Uh, I think it would be. It cool. feels kind of weird a little bit, though, right? I, I think it would be cool to sit in a panel with her and just listen to her talk about stuff. That's about it. Well, I, I think uh, I think it goes two ways. I think it's really exciting, exciting, especially if you're young like that, to mm-hmm. know you have such an overwhelming fan base. Yeah. I yeah. think that's awesome, and I think it's great to show that. Um, just don't be a creep. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. No, and, I and I, cool. I think I'm excited awesome for that. her. Here's, I'm excited for her. I just, I just wonder, is it weird for a 30-year-old man to be like, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, to my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. It's, well, if you approach it as like, dude, I think you're hot, then yeah. That's, that's really bad. weird. But if you approach well, it as of like, course, this I show makes me reminisce of being a kid and yeah, you did I'm not going to tell her out loud how attractive I find her. Oh, okay. All right. The other big names. I like you. Do you like me? Check yes or no. The other big names that are going to be at C2E2 this year, there's this big one. You might have heard of him. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be there oh. and then not not to top him but the voice of ash ketchum from pokemon veronica taylor will also be there oh <laughs> I, thought, I thought for sure johnny would enjoy that no thank you uh, no thank you he says no. oh the, randy would be excited for that the creator of the wicked but... and the divine is going to be there too cool i like that book uh, meeting jeffrey P. morgan that seems really cool james tinian the fourth is going to be there who that is? Oh, you know, uh, he's a detective comics writer right now. Okay, um, he's done a lot of that stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, that's all they got announced right now. Is mostly comic book folks. All right. Uh, yes, this is the end of the show. Where I think, <laughs> where, where, where I think. Oh, hang on, I have to also mention Stan Lee is going to be there. Ooh, and and Punisher himself, John Bernthal. Ooh. We also can't forget to mention producer Matthew J. Bates II. <laughs> That's right. He has produced us all the way to the end of this very episode. Uh, Matthew J. Bates II at Cthulhu Collect on the Twitter. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, he recently just supported us again on Patreon. I Thank you again for the third month. Uh, you guys can do the same. You can become a producer and you can do all kinds of other awesome stuff, um, depending on how much you want to uh, support us. <laughs> uh, there's different levels. Patreon.com slash Atomic Geekdom. You can head over there. Every little bit you do helps us to improve things like, you know, getting blue shots and stuff like that. No. Uh, <laughs> helps us do cool stuff like go to those conventions and uh, try to score interviews with people we know you'd like us to talk to. So uh, every little bit goes a long way. But if you don't have money to spend, that's fine. We don't expect you to spend money on us. Uh, we enjoy doing this podcast for free. So you could support us by telling your friends about us and about the Just Two Pals and the Two Broke Geeks and the Ringside Geeks and the website. Uh, just tell your friends. Get them hooked on the podcast. That'll help us out as well. Maybe maybe they have money and they could help us with that way. And they could throw you a couple bucks too. I mean, it would be just kind of cool. You introduce them to this this crazy new world of podcasts and they can at least throw you like a like a coffee or a sandwich or something. I mean, or something. They got, they got all this money. I mean, they're just lording it over you like some kind of, yeah. you know, like Scrooge McDuck type guy swimming around and all <laughs> of their money. It's terrible. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I just, people with money are jerks. 
All right, thanks people for listening. with money who don't give it to other people. <laughs> right, who don't share the wealth. I mean, what is this? That's what right. is this, Russia? Yeah. The USSR? You know, that, that place sucks, guys. It <laughs> sucks. Um, if you're from Russia... In you're Russia, if you're Patreon <laughs> funds you. <laughs> uh, if you're from Russia and you're a fan of us, we love you, Russia. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a like, give us a follow. We're also on YouTube if you want to subscribe there. I promise, I promise, we'll get some stuff up there soon. I promise. If you like what you heard, give us a review and a rate on iTunes. It takes a couple minutes, and it really helps us out. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Do the same for the pals, just two pals, the two broke geeks and the ringside geeks, if you could. That'd be great. You can find our show along with the aforementioned other podcasts at AtomicGeekdom.com, on iTunes, on Google Play, and on the Satchel Player. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast and to my phlegmy, <sighs> gross voice this week. Uh, and thank you, Johnny, for, for jumping in and hanging out with us. Oh, happy to do it. Thank you, Jenny, for putting up with talk about stuff that you know nothing about and probably don't care about. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm getting it. I'm uh, there, it's getting there. We, we hope you guys all have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. And I hope you have a safe and fun holidays and don't let bad news get you down. Don't, don't stay in the dark places. There are people, <laughs> there are people and cool stuff happening in the world, even though you may not see it yet. Stay, stay in the light and, and surround yourself with cool people. That's all I want to say. Uh, that's what I've done with this podcast. Surrounded myself with really cool people, and my life has been enriched for it. So, all right, guys, have fun. Be, be good to each other. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Woohoo! Thanksgiving. Mashed potatoes. <laughs>